Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone. Another Monday. Yes, it is. Another Monday, Monday. Um, Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We are here for you. I'm Charlie. I'm Eva. Um, the mission is to use all our collaborative powers to make a difference. You know, um, we say it all the time, our companies need us now more than ever, but they need our A-game. Yes, they do. So we share content, ideas, guests, experts, strategies, conversation, so that we can all up our A-game. And, you know, you could be a corporation Large, small, medium, business, independent, store owner, business owner, service provider, product manufacturer, whatever it is you do, this helps you do that better. I would agree because we access every different way of looking at business. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the sweet spot target market, as we say, the corporate audience, mm-hmm. um, oftentimes miss a lot of the small business strategies that can help them as well. Right. You know, yeah. and um, I think it's been an eye-opener seeing them. So when we we get an expert on, say, leadership or as we had a great show last week, thank you very much, on coaching um, or management, while I'm not a manager, you know, but yes, you manage yourself. Well, absolutely you do. And everyone is always looking towards the company to help them move forward in their careers, whereas we're the ones that really should be the ones that are moving our careers forward. We should be. I mean, we should always be on our game and take some accountability for that. I mean, I I think that's always been the biggest problem is that a lot of times in a lot of companies, people just start feeling that it's up to the company to lead their path where it's really, it's up to you. And actually, you know, for me, it's been a transition, right? Since, um, leaving corporate, I guess two, three years ago, it's taken me a while. I got it towards the tail end of my career that there was no conspiracy and it is about me and them. It's a team effort. Um, I can't hold anyone accountable if I'm not holding myself accountable. No, I agree. And and we know that work has changed a lot and it's not always pleasant. I mean, we get that. Um, however, it's also up to us to make a difference as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm real excited today because, um, again, we have and we'll we'll get to our guest in a second, but we have an expert on small business marketing branding, and so on, um, which really we have a lot to learn. So we're excited. Well, we have a lot to learn, and, and marketing just works across all organizations. Right. It doesn't have to be small business, right? I mean, it's for everybody. So, I mean, who am I to say the corporate audience can miss the boat if they don't tap into this as well? Right. Because you're 
you are your brand. Mm-hmm. How you act and conduct yourself at work is important, whether you're a small business or not. Correct. Right? Yes. So we can all learn strategies. So uh, as another example, not to beat this to death. So if I'm selling a project at work that I think is uh, going to generate income, mm-hmm. I have to learn how to market that project. I can't just go to, say, a, the main stakeholder and say, I got something. You got to look at this, right? Right. I have to learn some skill. You know, um, just as a small business owner, as we found out, our skill is maybe in our content or what we're selling or providing. Well, it's also marketing yourself. So even if you're still at a company, right? I mean, when you're on LinkedIn, when you're on social media, anywhere that you have a presence, you are marketing yourself, whether you think you are or you're not. Right. So you may think that you're not marketing yourself at all, but everything you do online to me is an example of who you are and what you do. Yeah. I wish there was, a, I wish there was like a, uh, off the grid time. <laughs> yeah. You know? I know. Not anymore. Um, but anyway, so, okay. So enough of that. We have a really fantastic guest with us this week. Um, I would like to introduce, um, marketing expert, branding expert, published author, award winner, Kevin Neff. Kevin, are you with us? I sure am, Charlie and Eva. How are you today? We're good. good. Um, We've been talking about you lately because we kind of like what you're doing, and um, it's almost like just what the doctor ordered. Yes. So sometimes we get lucky with our schedule. Um, But anyway, uh, before we start... Just maybe share your contact information with our listeners and then, you know, tell us uh, briefly what you do. Uh, it would be my pleasure. Well, the uh, best way to get up with me or look at uh, what we do for people is our website, which is Kevin Makes Sense. So there's two S's there, KevinMakesSense.com. <clears throat> they can contact uh, my firm directly from there. And basically what I do is I work with everything from small businesses to national accounts to entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, people that are right now wantapreneurs that want to learn, be shown or told how to get seen, heard, and found. A lot of people would retain my firm, but more and more, uh, you know, a lot of people starting out, especially Charlie, um, are do-it-yourself marketers. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> what we're really good at, I think, is there's no real selling. I left that world. I thought there was a different way to do business, and I have found that if I just share with people what I do and how I go about it, um, they're going to know if they're interested or not to take the next step. And most people like that approach. Some of the best ways for me to get business is to let others try it themselves, as you can imagine. And when they see sometimes that maybe there's more time and effort goes into it, uh, it's maybe a little bit more in-depth over the head than they prefer to do, then many times by them trying to do it themselves, it validates uh, probably better for them to allow an expert or professional to do it, whatever it might be as far as marketing. Well, you know, not to echo that, but, um, you know, we're all friends here, right, Eva? Yes, we are. Okay. So (laughs) I live exactly what you just said, right? For the first couple of years, thinking um, how hard could it be and uh, learning that it's it's a skill, it's a, an education, you know, and it's a strategy to market yourself appropriately. Um, so I got it. I got it the hard way, Kevin, but I got it. 
Well, but, you know, you probably had a, a lot of lessons learned, but to just to kind of put you at ease, um, it's not a bad thing what you just said, because, you know, the, the landscape, gosh, has changed so much. Um, I cut my teeth starting back in the 90s selling yellow pages for the phone company, which at the time basically it was Monopoly. Um, I had something you had to have because when people wanted to go buy something, there wasn't Google or Yahoo or Bing. There was the big, fat yellow pages that you kept in the kitchen or drawer or whatever cabinet. But as times changed, uh, you know, there's such a diverse way of going to look for information now. And then when you take that, there's so many ways for businesses to literally bombard the public, consumers, if you will, with their message. It's a different time. I mean, back in the day, if you wanted to be in front of somebody when they were making a buying decision, you went in the phone book. If you wanted to just create awareness when maybe Charlie and Eva didn't need what I was selling right now, but you know, in the future when their buying cycles lined up with when they needed what I had, then you do TV, radio, newspaper, and you, you, know, you created awareness by frequency. It was really a simpler time to advertise. And now it's just, well, you know, go to your inbox any given day and see many messages you have, and many of them from people that you're like, how on earth did they get my email? <laughs> right. And then you fight the information overload. You really oh, do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, Look, guys, I'm in the business, and I tell people, I'm honest about it, I literally can't keep up with it. So if, if I can't, I know that an average business owner that you know has so many hats to wear anyways on a given day, it's a lot to ask of them to try to keep on as well. And I think people like hearing that because a lot of people, and Charlie, maybe you can speak to it, they almost feel overwhelmed or almost as if they're they're drowning in everything they think they have to know or learn or do. And that's in addition to running their business. I mean, how did it make you feel? You get caught in um, uh, an absorption syndrome. Oh, you have to terrible. keep looking, keep searching, keep learning, keep reading, keep spending. And you're going in many different directions. When do you cut it off? And there's always the free teleseminar, the free webinar, the free this, the free that. And it's like and you keep going in all these different directions and all of a sudden, I just said, I have to stop. I have to stop. I'm not focusing on my business. I'm focusing on where I should be looking next, and it just didn't make sense. Yeah, and there's one other thing that I want to mention is it seems like every person we've spoken to along the way, and there haven't been many, <laughs> have now included us in their email campaigns, which adds to the chaos, mm-hmm. right? We're just getting bombarded with people we don't even remember meeting, you know? Well, that, that's a great point, too, and obviously that we met uh, New York City and had the pleasure of talking with both of you all. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I could have just as simply taken your information and put you on my subscriber list for my complimentary newsletter, but that's not the right way to do it. You want email to be set up, which is something we call in the business opt-in, which means that they have opted to subscribe to your, in this case, email newsletter. It's and almost like you made a sale. Right. I mean, well, well what, what it really is, it might be, let's say that, um, OK, let's say I have a, um, a newsletter and I have a gift. Well, I have one right now. That's my top 10 reasons people fail with social media. Uh, Eva might say, hey, I really like that. I'm like, well, great. If you go here, just enter in your email, it'll automatically go right to your mail. It's a gift to me. It's right in the welcome letter. Well, it's almost like I have this. But before I give it to you, I want that, which is your email. That's the right way to do it. But people that just collect cards like at networking events or B&I, it's really kind of a, a business uh, snafu, if you will. It's inappropriate to just take somebody's card 
and put them on your newsletter list. That that's really bad business. Uh, it's it's not courteous, if you will. It's bad. Uh, business courtesy, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. So, yeah, that's not good that you're getting all those things, especially from people you don't even know why you're getting them or how you got on the list. Right. And then um, we have about two minutes still before our first break. But yeah. um, uh-huh. uh, we're always seeing things about funnels. Funnel your your campaign. I can I can funnel you 10,000 names or, you know, uh, some of that stuff. It's sort of you, you you wonder if it's even worth looking at, right? Well, and here's the thing. A lot of info marketers, which are people that are peddling what they know, um, it's just it really purely, guys, is the quantity, not the quality, the quantity or the volume of the names or, or email lists you're getting and whatnot. But what, what we prefer to do is with us in my firm, it's not quantity, it's quality. I'd rather have a hundred really solid people than a thousand that nine hundred ninety nine of them don't even really want to hear from us. And and you break up a great point. We get caught up in a lot of that stuff and a lot of that information, Charlie, it's not really made for the average small or medium business owner. A lot of these things people are talking about are for entrepreneurs or people maybe are starting a business at home and mm-hmm. you know, get mm-hmm. your funnel built. But a lot of that stuff, and this is where people really stump their toe, and maybe after the break we can get into it more, but, mm-hmm. you know, those aren't really things for small business owners. Uh, and, and people, you know, they don't know any different or any better, and they get sucked up in that too. So, I, you know, everything you're bringing up, I deal or hear with literally on a daily basis. I don't know if that makes you feel better or worse, but you're, you're not alone. I guess what I'm <laughs> well, trying to say is you know, you're not I, alone. I got a sense, right, that you, as you say, get it. Right. That's mm-hmm. why. And, you know, when we did meet and we're all always excited to say we meet our guests. So that that was always a great time for us. But you stood out, too, as someone who gets it. You didn't really say, I sell this. I do this. I make money. I, you know, you came in as the expert and just shared your expertise. It was information. We got information in that booth. Mm-hmm. Right. We didn't get yeah. sold, you know. Right. So, um, no, it, it, I, I understand, and these are the challenges that we have, yeah. everything that yeah. you're saying. Well, I, so, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Yeah, and what we want to do is take our first break, but when we come back, we can maybe get into some of them and see how we could uh, make a dent in them and actually all learn from this conversation, right? Right, yeah, no, it's okay, perfect. Okay, excellent. So stay with us, everyone. Uh, we have a really... A good expert here, Kevin Neff, uh, Corporate Talk with Charlie Neva. We'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. 
And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And our guest today is marketing consultant Kevin Neff. And you can learn more about Kevin at his website at KevinMakesSense.com. He also has two books out, Got One or Get One, The Business Lie That Is Keeping You Broke, and also The Secret to Winning Big. So, Kevin, I was listening to your conversation with Charlie, and it's, it's so interesting because I know that Charlie and I struggle with our marketing as well. And one of the things that we always heard early on was you have to build a huge list, right? And you send out to the huge list, and, you know, if you get a few hits off of that, well, I forget what the ratio is, right? If you send out a 1,000, if you get a uh, 100 hits, that's a great ratio. And I agree with you. That if you have a a hundred solid people, it's better than having two thousand people that don't even know who you are. It happens to me all the time. I go to networking events, I give out my card, and people take my card and automatically put them on their newsletter, and I'm not crazy about that. However, I also find that it's then difficult that if I I don't do that, I start wondering, well, it, should I be doing that? Number one, and then if I don't do that. How do I make an impact to funnel more people to my site and get them to opt in? Or maybe we're talking about that too soon, but that's always my big no, question. Like, how no, do you get people to sign up? I actually, uh, I enjoy this topic. One, I, um, I'm an accomplished email marketer. I've been with Constant Contact for, oh gosh, since I can remember when, and was honored enough to be uh, considered an all-star award partner with them again for two years running. And, and this is something that comes up all the time when I speak. Um, you brought up a couple things about you need to grow your list and people are adding you to theirs. And the first thing I would say to you and the listeners is when we get somebody and their email address, what are we wanting to do with it? Now, let's say if it's uh, let's just say that your radio show is a retail business. Let's just say it's a brick and mortar. Well, and let's say that uh, in your radio show shop that you have different things that and maybe it's crafts, whatever it might be. Well, you would want to do an educational newsletter or something that gives people valuable information that makes them want to continue to receive it. By doing so, theoretically, you're going to stay relevant by remaining top of mind. Many times people uh, that have joined my newsletter list, uh, they don't have a need for me at that time. But six months, eight months, ten months later, when they're ready for a new website or to be rebranded or maybe to do email marketing, they get my newsletter, and it's a reminder, and that actually happens to me probably monthly, where somebody would say, we're so glad we got your newsletter. We're getting ready to do a new website. We completely forgot you do that. Would you like to give us a quote, or can we talk to you about it? Mm-hmm. The, the other way, and what these people are doing, is by definition, spam. If you solicit someone or send them something without them uh, asking for it or having knowledge of it prior, that really is spam. Now, there's not a spam court, if you will, but even if I want your newsletter and for whatever reason I don't like the hat Charlie's wearing today, and I'm like, I'm going to mark this as spam, well, it's still considered spam by the email providers, and I try to caution people about this all the time, that you can actually be shut down. If you send a lot of unsolicited emails. So the good thing is when they're talking about building lists, you know, there are a lot of people that buy third party lists and do stuff like that. I'm not going to say uh, it's a good thing or bad thing. It really depends on what your business is, who your target market is, 
And most importantly, what are you wanting your emails to accomplish? For instance, you all might have something, how to be more successful working with the radio or getting more media attention because you guys are experts about it. I'd say, I really like that. That'd be helpful. Well, great. Go here. Enter in your email and automatically be sent to you. That would be a great way of doing it, Eva, because I wanted information that you have, and to get that, I willingly gave you my email. Mm -hmm. Now, when you go to events, let's just say for, uh, for discussion, since we're talking on the show today, let's say you were my client. We would set you up, and a lot of the things with technology, it's so automated that you could, um, I just did this, I just spoke to about 400 people in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago. Uh, there was a woman who kept trying to get to me at breaks, but because of the crowd, she couldn't, but she finally caught me waiting to go to the airport. And she said, you know, I really liked your talk. I really would like a copy of that guide in your newsletter. I said, oh, no problem. Just text KPN Group to, I think, 22828. She did, bounced back, what's your email? She put it in, and boom, she was a subscriber. So there's so many ways you can do it now, Eva, with what's called QR codes, the little square that look like barcodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, text to join, all kind of stuff. And the great thing about it is when you can have, like I did with her, her name was Michelle. She's in real estate in Miami, I believe. And I just said, oh, you have a smartphone? She goes, yeah, okay, we'll just do this and text this. And it was literally 10 seconds and it was done. There's no disputing that she opted in because she did it all. So those are right. things that, that if you ever uh, get to the point uh, that you can talk to, you know, you can always talk to us, of course, or someone that you know there locally, they can probably show you some pretty neat bells and whistles that make it really easy for you. And getting to the point, you literally won't collect business cards anymore for people on your email list. But the the key is doing it correctly and making sure that you are then delivering the content that people that gave your email address are expecting. That is That is the number one thing you must deliver on. You can see now why Kevin is an expert. That, that was, was pretty great. slick. That was really slick. And I haven't oh, seen anyone yeah. do that with the QR but, codes, but codes or the text to join, which I think is really yeah. slick. Right. And I want to really say right away when I say slick, I don't mean trying to get over. I mean a, a win-win situation. Yeah, it's really sharp. Being yeah. a teammate right there. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. And a lot of the yeah. conversations occur. You said it the other day at your workshop right. after the meeting. Okay. Yes. So now what just took place, right? So that's perfect. That was good. Thank you. Yeah, and the funny thing is that, that I have a, and this is something you two can do, or, or your listeners as well. I actually have a six by eight marketing piece. I like six by eights because they're an odd size. Um, people tend to want to keep them. They don't just won't chuck them. Well, when I met you all, what ended up getting me a lot of attention, you know, I had a media sheet like a lot of people and mm-hmm. different information. Honestly, by the end of the day, I just handed out this email thing, and on the front of it, it shows a very angry guy, like, pointing and screaming, and it says, We've Kevin got it, mad. yeah. <laughs> it says, yeah, oh, there you go. And it said, Kevin is mad, and your business should be, too. Well, when I came up with mad stood for marketing all day, and it turned into making a difference, on, on the back side, if you guys still have it, mm-hmm. it said, would you like to grow your business? Would you like to do this? Well, here's three ways to get my newsletter. Because that was such a conversational piece, I ended up just handing that to the uh, the host of other shows, and that got me booked on more shows. I didn't even hand out my media stuff, but that just goes to show you what a what a conversation or icebreaker, even you can be creative doing that, that makes people want your information. 
And um, that's, a, that's a perfect example of what you or your listeners can do. Have something topical that makes people say, hey, I, I want that. How do I get that? Yeah, I always think that's the key is to make it fun where people want to sign up for it and then to make it easy for them to sign up for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You're, you're so dead on, Eva. Um, and this day of short attention spans, like I just found out that a goldfish has a longer attention span than we as humans do, which is mind boggling. But wow. it's pretty much the state of affairs. But you're absolutely right. Um, we're pretty fortunate. I am outside the box. I love humor. Um, I believe if there's a taboo or there's an elephant in the room, let's just go ahead and talk about it, make fun of whatever, because the listener, the readers, the viewers, they're thinking it anyways. Mm-hmm. So I think I think humor can be is really underutilized, and uh, it's really great. And I know you guys probably would do great at this. Use it to poke fun at yourself, because when you do that and you're kind of defacing of yourself, that makes people more comfortable to want to talk to you, because yeah. you're not talking you're not talking at them, you're talking to them. Yep. No, I love that. And and what I have found was we tend to use a lot of humor. However, I found us kind of getting away from it as we were going to these networking events. We were trying to be more and more professional and we need to go back to the way we were. Yeah. Well, right. I, and use that more. Or just go back or just go back to where we were. <laughs> well, well, he, well, I'll say this to both of you all. Um, and uh, this is a compliment. But when I met you, to me, you had a brand. Um, for the listeners that don't know, um, I was part of a group of people that were introduced to the media, um, uh, kind of media panels, and you guys were sitting on tables and risers. But, Charlie, I remember you like yesterday because, like, this guy, he looks like a radio host. You had a brand. You dressed a little differently. You stood out. Uh, and then, Eva, you were almost kind of the, the polar opposite where uh, maybe – and I don't know if it's right, where maybe Charlie was a little bit in his dress more flamboyant, you seem more professional. Charlie maybe when I met a little more serious, you may be a lot a not so as much. Now this might not be how you really are, but I remember this and this was months ago we met. But I like the two of you all and I thought what a wonderful combination you were. And you gotta remember this. When you're going to these events and you want to be more professional and, and I get all of that, but but what I found is that what people really want they want the truth. That's why my message mm-hmm. is resonating with crowds across the country right now. Look, I'm not reinventing the wheel, guys. Just like my tagline of my company, I'm just replacing business and marketing nonsense with common sense. That's all I'm doing. So when you go to these events, just be who you are because people want the truth. They don't want a facade. Don't try to be something you're not to try to, you know, go to the event or whatever. I mean, you're popular radio show host. People want that personality. It would make me want to be on your show. Uh, so how can we sign you up, Kevin? That was very nice. Thank you. I do remember you guys. I want to make that point to the listeners. I absolutely remembered you. That's why I was so excited about the opportunity because you stood out and you were memorable to me. And, you know, we, gosh, we were like well, over three days, 150 media people. And I remembered mm-hmm. you too. So for what yeah, that's excellent. worth, take it as a compliment. Thank you. Thank you. And so we have about a minute until our next break. Okay. So one of the things that you were bringing up was the QR codes. And, and this is just kind of a dumb question. But with the QR codes and the text to join, so you can do all that in your, like, constant contact, I'm assuming. And the great thing is for the listeners out there, not pitching constant contact, there's a lot of you can use. But what's great about constant contact is, and why I'm such an advocate, all these tools, they're free. They just come with it. 
mm. so that you, oh, okay. you can you can have these things set up either by uh, yourself or a partner or whomever you work with, and they're free. They just come with it. The problem is uh, people don't utilize the tools. You have to pick up the hammer, the saw, the nail, the tape measure to build a home. Those tools do you no good. Well, it's no different with sign-up tools for email, Eva. You've got to use them. No, it's so true. But, you know, what we were finding is there were so many things that we don't know even exist. You know, like I didn't even know that you could use a QR code to sign someone up to join your email list. So there's so many things that we just don't even know about. So this is great. So, Kevin, this is just this is a really good conversation. And we're going to about to take our second break. Okay, stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And we'll be right back with Kevin Neff. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. Welcome back, everyone, to segment three with our very special guest, Kevin Neff, founder of the KPN Group. Um, And you could learn more about Kevin after this show by going to his website, KevinMakesSense.com. Kevin, so your books are available there if we wanted to? Yeah, I sell them direct right off the website. And uh, just right underneath the products page, you can see the books and some other products I have. So please, uh, anybody out there listening, feel free to go. Maybe you'll see something you like that you think you can help you grow your brand or your business. Excellent. And, um, I, you know, we know you have many accolades along the way. Um, uh, it almost seems like we kind of expected it after listening to you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, You're too kind. One thing I, I wanted to mention was when you talk about newsletters, in a way, that keeps the bar high because um, you're always generating new content. So if you're marketing and that customer may not be a customer now, but soon, each time that newsletter comes out, you know, you're being reviewed, right? Mm-hmm. So it keeps, yeah. the, it keeps the bar high, um, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it, um, it, it's a great way to stay relevant. And uh, Eva brought up a point about like percentages or how many people get them, and it really is a science. Like um, we deal with everybody from experts and speakers and uh, and people like yourselves to national companies. And depending on the industry, believe it or not, and for the listeners out there, um, that will dictate what the averages are. For instance. Um, Mm-hmm. A typical newsletter, let's say from just a, a, a an association of some type, might be an average open rate of fifteen to eighteen percent. Where something in the food and beverage industry, like your favorite uh, restaurant chain or something, theirs might be closer to twenty. Um, we pride ourselves that uh, I'm knocking on wood right now, but 
I believe every client we have, our average open rates are above the national averages for that industry. But there's a reason for that is because we pay close attention to, with the uh, analytics we have, um, this will be interesting in case you don't know, um, if you were to get my newsletter, uh, I'll know if you get it, if you open it, what you looked at, what you clicked on, <laughs> what you yeah. found of interest, what you downloaded. And what I tell people is to think about, it's a focus group every newsletter then. Because the people that you're trying to reach are telling you, hey, I like this. This was interest. Um, hey, I watched that video. That's letting me know where the hotspots are of the people that are receiving it. The problem is that, and I talk about this in the book quite a bit, I believe in who, what, how. You have to know who you're spending marketing dollars with, what you spent those marketing dollars on specifically, and then how in the end are those marketing dollars performing. And it's just another problem in your, your daily business, business lives. It's one more thing added. But if you don't track, you don't know. I, mean, I was going to ask you that, right? Because uh, it seems today everybody's tracking. Mm-hmm. When do you get to the point that you have to make an adjustment, right? So when you say you guys are above average. So let's say you're uh, I'm marketing something and I'm getting a significantly low open rate. I think there comes a time where I have to tweak that strategy, right? Yes, yes, and that's a great point. Um, let's talk about open rates. That can be dictated by everything from what time of day or night you're sending it mm. to, and the most important thing, and you all know this, just go to your inbox, is the subject line. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know it, but you have on average, and think about it when next time you go to your email, and I bet you're going to agree with this, you have on average of about two seconds for the people to read on average the first two words to even decide if they're going to go further. And then if they do, it's like I'll either read it now, I'll save it for later, or I'm just going to delete it, not mess with it. And we know for those that save it for later, as I just looked at mine before I came on the show, mm-hmm. you just you end up not going to those. I've got like reports I thought I was going to read, and I just cleaned out my inbox over the weekend, and there was stuff in there from six months that I thought I would open later, and I never did. Right. And that's, that's the importance, Charlie, of, of – Tracking these things because you brought up a point, well, what if I'm not getting a good enough open rate? Well, then we have to look at did past newsletters, maybe we delivered on a promise and now the content's gone down. Um, Is the cycle that we peaked and it's dropping down? I tell people, switch it up. Try a different time of the day. But the biggest key is, is honestly, and it's, it's actually the most fun for me. It's like a game. It's a subject line. Mm-hmm. What can I say in there? that would make Charlie and Eva open my email up. And it's probably the the thing that most people spend the least time on, and it's probably the most important, believe it or not, is the subject line. Yeah, I always thought that, too, with the subject line. And I noticed, because I just started a newsletter for my coaching business in January. And so I've been looking at the analytics. And what I noticed was... When I put my name in the subject line, different people opened it, right? It was different. So the first time I didn't have my name in it, the second time I had my name in it, and, and I had different, different yeah. the, and the numbers were like different. Like you said, right? it could be various. And so now things. I want to put something in there that's even it, that's snappy, you know, like well, a, 
something that would hook them. Because I know, like, just like what you said, Kevin, when you see something in the subject line, it hooks you. Sometimes you know it's not going to be what's in the subject line, but you still want to open it to see. Right. <laughs> At least and, I find one, that for myself. One um, thing you want to make sure of, Eva, is that make sure when your account is set up mm-hmm. that they see who it's from in email, because a lot of people don't really got to set this up, that like mine, it lets you know you're getting email from Kevin at KevinMakesSense.com. Mm-hmm. They know it's coming from Kevin Neff. Make sure in the sender portion of your email when it goes out um, that it's very clear it's coming from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that, I did do that. I did do yeah. that because it is important because when you don't know who it's coming from, a lot of times it'll just delete it automatically, and uh, then later you find out, oops, I yeah, wanted uh, to read that. Um, sure. This is good. This is really good. You know, you have an advantage, right, Kevin, because this is your, this is your subject matter expertise and your business, right? So yeah, as a little bit, I guess all of <laughs> our say that. Uh, listeners and small business owners, it's almost like you can be an outsourced partner to us, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that makes sense. So, um, how do we start? I mean, if you, how would you walk us through, say, the first conversation? I mean, what do you ask customers? Well, it, is it is this pertaining just to email marketing or, or anything, Charlie? Well, let's start with email marketing. So, in other words, um, and now, where are you physically located? I um, reside just uh, uh, south of you all in lovely Virginia Beach, Virginia, here on the Atlantic Coast. Mm-hmm. Near the mm, Chesapeake see. Bay, and that we have a lot of people from your neck of the woods that pay us visits every year, which we appreciate. I was saying, oh. I wonder why you're so happy because you're, <laughs> well, you know, Virginia Beach is yeah, for lovers. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. I just was on the campaign for this year for the Hotel Association, but um, you know, to your point, where it starts is well, the first thing I do is um, I always tell people that make sure that your business is appropriate or your audience is for a newsletter. I mean, there's just some things that. You know, because I don't know, I'll just make up something. You know, some of you might deal with like every five years or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. could that be a good use of your time? Maybe, but if you're doing it strictly to try to get business, stay on top of the mind, probably not. But the next question would be is, well, what is a customer worth? If a customer's worth like fifty thousand dollars each time they do, then email marketing is a small pittance. But Typically, I find out um, what it is you do, who your typical clients, potential clients are. Um, I would discuss with you, do you have relevant, useful information that you can share? Are you going to provide it or do we have to help provide it? Because a lot of people, they're like, well, I don't want to mess with it. Just come up with something. I've got a, a speaker and a business coach in L.A. that depends on me a lot to do that. Now, he proofs everything and everything's run by him, but he's so busy running a lot of businesses he's got, he's an entrepreneur out there, that he depends on us to come up with content. Um, the other thing we do is we don't send out what I consider to be the typical ugly newsletter that's just, you know, a bunch of verbiage, no images or videos. It's just, it's just like a regular email. You really have to do something that catches people's attention and in many cases entertains them. Um, so that's something we talk about. What is the mood of the current emails? What do you want it to be? Do you have a brand already? Um, I would definitely brand it if it was something from the talk show. You'd want like pictures of, of Charlie and Eve at the top. You know, do you want something that's recognizable and a brand you carry through everything? And then um, what do we want to end up and to deliver to the people? Is it that you want them to be possible hosts on your show? 
Is it to advertise with you? Is it to help with your coaching? Uh, things like that. And then we would build custom emails to fit that format. So it's we, we put a lot of thought into it. I really like the hand-holding. It seems like a lot of people like my way of doing business. And when I started about four and a half years ago, I was very successful in the corporate world. But I just really, at 49, had to make a decision, like, if not now, when? Mm-hmm. And I'm self-taught. I don't. I dropped out of college. They were going to throw me out anyway, so I saved the trouble. And since 19, I've been on my own. So um, I was blessed that I was a creative person and had the gift of gab and finally realized I could make a living at it. But four and a half years ago, I left that world, and I'm not going to say I had a better way of doing business, but I had a different way, and I had to see if it would work. And if it didn't, I could accept that, but I couldn't accept not finding out. And basically, it's it's just, I would say if we ever worked with any of your listeners for, who knows, maybe you guys one day, we really look at it as a partnership. And this is the one thing I hear from everybody, uh, Charlie and Eve, is this, that no one treats us or talks to us the way that you do. You act like you have skin in the game. And my response is this, that I'm a boutique firm. We're not dealing in quantity. So everybody I deal with, I want to be a walking, talking, living, breathing billboard for us because that's how we get probably 95% of all our clientele is from our happy clientele. Yeah. So well, I think that's very important is, is having in today's business world, I simply live by say what you mean and mean what you say. And I, it's really sad, guys, that the bar has been so lowered that the status quo is just accepted, and we always try to under-promise and over-deliver, but most of the time we tell people, look, we're not that much better than everybody. It's just we're doing what you hired us to do. And because the bar is so low, people just, Charlie, they just think you're exceptional when we're just doing what we were retained to do. So it's kind of sad, really. Well, the proof lies in your analytics, I guess, you know, that you're consistently above the average. But I could see, and that's unbelievable with, mm-hmm. with all the chaos that's out there. Yeah, I but I can see, <laughs> um, I can see the handholding, um, interest because, you know, what we don't hear is sarcasm. You know, we hear honest, authentic, right. Um, idea sharing and information sharing. And I think that goes a long way. So I like the idea of an initial consultation, just a, you know, generic conversation to see yeah. you may have to determine where the pain points are because the business may not be aware. Right? Absolutely. I mean, you nailed it. But, you know, here's the other thing, and this might shock the listeners, but, um, Whereas if we, I'm just using you because I said we're on the show right now, but let's say I sit down with the, the business entity of uh, Charlie and Eva. Well, obviously you're interviewing us. Do we want to work with them? You know, are, are their prices fair? Will they get us results? But what people don't understand is with my firm, we're interviewing you too because you might not be a good fit for us. What we will not do, we will not sacrifice putting ourselves in a position that will make us fail because our reputation is too important. So it it really is a two-way street. I had a man recently that was referred, and I just knew it wasn't going to be a good relationship. I just, I knew. And I just said, I don't think we're a good fit. And he was really taken back. And he goes to me, well, will it take more money? Will it take, no, it's not about (laughs) money. It's about that we're not a good fit. 
Um, um, no, I, I, wasn't I, 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 wasn't I agree. I believe that the trust, you lead with the trust, which I think is a, a big return on investment. We are going to take our final break. Um, and please stay with us, everyone. Uh, we'll be right back with our special guest, Kevin Neff. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization, regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Kevin Neff. And, Kevin, why don't you um, go ahead and share your website one more time, and then also talk about your two books and the okay. difference between them. Sure. Um, well, the website is Kevin Makes sense.com and for the listeners out there if they go to the website there's a sign up for my newsletter or when they go to leave the site there'll be a pop-up if they'd like to get the newsletter there's a, a gift uh, to them it's my top 10 reasons people fail with social media and that's my gift to them uh, for listening to the show today if anybody wants it as far as the books <clears throat> the first one I did I co-authored with someone I considered to be a an icon who uh, I'm sure you both know Brian Tracy and how that all came about is kind of surreal. I mean, I used to drive around back in the 90s with the big cassettes, you know, the learning cassettes of Tony mm-hmm. Robbins and of Brian Tracy. And um, I just always felt like I had a calling to speak or help people or, or share my knowledge with people. And, you know, then I guess in 2012, I had the opportunity and I knew about the book. I threw my name in the hat or my hat in the ring, so to speak. And, you know, it was some serious vetting. And I'm like, well, you know, I'll never get chosen. But I did. The book went on to do, I think, five bestseller lists on Amazon, and that was kind of the impetus for me to do my 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 own book, which uh, came out at the beginning of the year, the Got One or Get One, the business lie that's keeping you broke. And if you'd like, I'll share with you and your listeners what that lie is. Oh, that would be great. Thank you. Well, this might make you fall off your chairs, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the lie is simply this. Advertising and marketing is not meant to get you business. Now, a lot of people are like, well, then what on earth is it for? Well, see, advertising and marketing is not meant to get you business. It is meant to get you, as a business owner, the opportunity to do business. My job is to get the phone to ring, somebody to stop by the store, uh, kick some tires, whatever. But it's the job of the business and their employees to take those opportunities and turn them into business. And uh, that's what I speak very candidly about in the book. I got it. You know, I remember back in high school in law that I took twice, yeah. and it was a thing about, and, and I learned an advertisement is not an offer. It's an invitation to make an offer. That, that's, that's well put, Charlie. Thank you. Well, and I have to say, so I did go through the book, mm-hmm. right, because Kevin gave us an advanced copy, and that was, the, that was the line that I have written down on my page right here. It's about that marketing gets you to do business. I mean, yeah. it gets the people to you to do business. And I liked what you said in the book about, 
the internal marketing and the external marketing because the external marketing brings the people to you, but it's what you deliver that's the key. And we, we get, we see that a lot, right? Especially like when you go to get to the juice bar and it's closed at five o'clock. It's open from 11 to two. Like who are they, who are they actually trying to get in the door? Everybody wanted to come in to get a juice. Money hanging out of their pockets. Right. And you can't go because it's after five o'clock. I mean, you can't get a juice. Or better, I went to a place traveling recently, and it was the same, uh, uh, similar situation. But it was ten minutes before they were closing, and they're locking the door. Like, and I, I pointed yeah. to the sign, and it just the, the guy just shrugged, and I was like, "Amazing! Here I am trying to give them business." And I said, "Well, there's just another chapter for my next book." I guess yeah. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, we see it all the time, and I think it's it's easier when you have a bricks and mortar to kind of be. You know, to look at it and really see what the issues yeah. are, right? Especially around hours. Like, if you post the hours, then work the hours and don't be annoyed if we're there during those well, hours. There's one well, other thing, um, Kevin, and that is, you know, your expertise can also help. Um, in other words, what type of programs do you see that works best for this type of business, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than just shotgunning different techniques. And that's another way. I think uh, where you would be a standout because mm-hmm. you would say that. Um, like, is it different approach marketing a product versus a service? Does that make sense? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, different businesses need different things. I mean, sometimes it's not an, a marketing issue. Um, uh, and I write about this in the book. Uh, there was two stories come to mind right away. Both were actually dental practices back in my old Yellow Page days. And um, <clears throat> their opportunities were plentiful. The problem was the staffs were so bad yeah. that, I mean, let's be honest. It's not like you're kicking tires going to the dentist or like, hey, I'm calling a pizza. I'm calling pizza just to be like, well, what's the special day? I mean, you want a pizza. If people call a dentist, it's typically because they got to go either get a tooth yanked or they've got a bad toothache or just, you know, need to get a cleaning. And so these were ripe with opportunities, but their uh, return on their investment was so bad because of the job. Now, I had called tracking set up, which meant that when we did an advertisement, it was a specific number that rang to them and the calls were recorded. And this is a very valuable tool for business owners because it really lets you know what are you and your employees doing with those opportunities when they present themselves. And in these two cases, um, they were bad. And everything that dentists thought that his staff would never do, they were actually doing, like on every call. So, But see, here we go again, right? So right. You, your job is to get the phone to ring, but you're also saying – well, okay, what happened after it rang if you're not getting the results? Right, you're, the phone rang, but what did you taking do that extra that? step yeah. for them, yes. which is hopefully yeah. um, the exception, but it's really an unbelievable um, exception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and the bad thing is, and, and I, uh, for the people that go to the website, kevmakesense.com, I like video a lot, and I do what I call my little shorties. And I poke fun at a lot of stuff, but the one that really put me on the map, I I think it's on the home page if you guys want to watch it later. But I poke fun at the marketing magic bean, you know, and everybody out there trying to sell it to you. You know, my philosophy is that marketing magic bean, it doesn't exist. And, you know, why are you listening to the people trying to sell it to you? You know, we're so quick to, to, to blame and point the finger and, gosh, look yep. at social media. I mean, as soon as you mm-hmm. have something bad, you know, people are in, in the parking lot. They haven't even left the parking lot yet, and they're raising cane on social media. But what I tell business owners is that it, it's – 
it's a partnership, and both parties have expectations that have to be discussed and agreed upon. Mine is to do certain things or help them get more exposure, get seen, heard, and found. But their responsibilities are to make the most of the opportunities as they present themselves. And many businesses that I meet with, uh, because many just want me to consult and look at what's going on, they might have a full-time person on staff for the marketing or things, which is fine. We don't go in there trying to take business or you know, mm-hmm. dispose of jobs. But many times we'll take a look and say their internal marketing, and Charlie's point is not up to snuff, that you're getting more than adequate response to your marketing dollars. The problem is you're not doing enough with them, and that happened just recently. I had a guy actually thought he had to spend more money. I said, no, which he was shocked. I said, he's like, no, you're not doing enough with what you're already getting. Mm-hmm. You probably couldn't handle any more, so you need to focus on that. We did some training. They went from closing 20-some percent of the opportunities to between 45 and 70 percent, depending on the service. So that was a case of just doing more with what you've already got. We, we don't, I, I don't come in and work with people trying to sell them. My life does not depend on meeting sales goals and quotas and all that. Um, I come in and just speak the truth as I see it, and if people want to work with us, that's great. But I always make one promise and only one promise, and it's that I will leave you better off than you were before we met. That's the only promise I'll ever meet. I'll make with anybody because I'll give them good information to take back and, you know, digest and hopefully do something with. Yeah. Plus, we realize how much of a skill it is, right? And you can't assume that you have it as a business owner. No, you can't. You don't. Most of us don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, we we want to think that we do, but we just don't. And so we have a we have only about a minute left. So Kevin, I mean, this has been. A terrific conversation. What I like about you is you're just laid back, you're honest, you just tell it like it is, and you just know that people gravitate towards you. Yeah, and the marketing. I just think think my truth makes them feel comfortable. I don't, I don't have a pitch. I don't, you know, I just speak the truth. But my truth has been defined by my 20 plus years of doing this, working with businesses. You know, I've seen the good, bad, the ugly. And I've made a lot of mistakes, too, and I, I have no problem admitting that. So I just tell people this is w- what I see and why I see it and how I see it. But I think when they understand my background and what went into that truth, they're a lot more accepting of it. You know, social um, media is a perfect example. Everybody thinks they can do social media because my daughter's on and it's free. But the reality of it is it, it's a tool, but it has to be used properly. And that's probably the one I see most misused. And it's free. Yep. But time is right. money, um, so it's not free. Uh, I, we're out of time. We are. Uh, Kevin, it's been an honor and a pleasure, and I hope to speak with you soon. Uh, I've gotten smarter, got and I'm going to take advantage of it. Absolutely, me too. So have a great day, and we'll talk again hopefully real soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Kevin. Once again, everyone, that's KevinMakesSense.com. I mean, we got some really good marketing uh, techniques and exposure. KevinMakesSense.com. Yes, and Kevin can help you with your marketing and your website, your email lists, your distribution. We need to have him back because we didn't get that far. We didn't get that far. I know we always run out of time. Yeah, excellent. Great show. I want to thank our producer, Dave Olson. Thank you, Dave. And we'll see everybody next week. Have a great week.